another edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be delving into the sometimes slightly complicated area of equity and trusts by looking at the case of Acres and Samba Financial Group. The citation for this case is 2017 UKSC 6. Now this is an interesting case involving a range of parties and a close examination of the law of trusts. In the first instance, Mr. Alcinia held shares worth more than $300 million on trust for a company called Saad Investments Company Limited, or SICL for short. However, SICL went into liquidation and at this point we can introduce Acres, who is a party to this case and was also one of the official liquidators. The other party, Samba Financial Group, had the shares transferred to them after the liquidation occurred, and so we can begin to get a picture of the dispute at the heart of this case. Essentially, Acres, the official liquidator, is arguing that the transfer of shares is void under Section 127 of the Insolvency Act 1986, because it is a, quote, disposition of the company's property made after the commencement of the winding up, end quote. So a convoluted but not overly complex case, you might think, but there are a couple of issues worth mentioning before we dive into the judgment given by the Supreme Court. On the one hand, the shares are in Saudi Arabian banks, but that legal system does not recognise trusts or even the distinction between legal and beneficial interests, which is at the heart of trust law. On the other hand, the shares happen to be governed by Cayman Islands law, which does recognise trusts as a concept. When the case got to the Supreme Court, this was the first issue that they picked up on, and reference was made to the Convention on the Law Applicable to Trusts and on their recognition, which is also known as the Hague Convention. It was held by the Supreme Court that despite the fact that the shares are based in Saudi Arabia, the important thing as regards the interest created by the trust is the jurisdiction that governs the trust, i.e. the Cayman Islands. So now that we are certain that we are dealing with a recognised trust, the court was keen to point out the important distinction between a legal and beneficial interest. In particular, while a legal title can be transferred, the beneficial interest not only remains but can also be enforced. The exception to this is where a beneficial interest is overridden by a bona fide purchaser for value without notice, and so this is the test that has to next be applied by the court. Breaking this down, bona fide simply means in good faith, and there is nothing that tells us that this deal was underhand in any way. Purchaser for value holds here because the shares were transferred to Samba, to discharge a personal liability from Mr. Al-Sanir. Finally, without notice refers to Samba not being aware of the equitable interest, and once again that is the case here. So, in conclusion, as there was no disposition of the rights belonging to SICL within the meaning of Section 127 of the Insolvency Act 1986, the transfer of the shares is not void. Put simply, it is Samba who wins this case. So what can we actually take from this decision? Perhaps in the first instance there is a broader point that can be made as regards the English court system. 
This case involves not only English law, but also international law as well as drawing on the legal system of Saudi Arabia and the Cayman Islands. This is not especially unusual and shows how well trusted our legal system is, as well as our wider conception of the rule of law. Even in the light of Brexit and our apparent insular outlook and withdrawal from the world in general, the English legal system continues to be hugely respected and is trusted to adjudicating complex matters that transcend national boundaries. Finally, bringing our analysis back to this case in particular, we can see and recognise the value of having the institution of trusts. We learnt that Saudi Arabia has no such conception of trusts, and so if the case had been heard there, it is possible that the result would have been the same. But the reasoning that the Supreme Court used and applied in this case makes this result significantly more satisfying. By recognising the distinction between the legal and the beneficial interest in property allows for a transfer of ownership that, when it is fair to do so, does not make the buyer beholden to a range of liabilities and proceedings that she is not aware of. And this is hugely important when doing business, especially on a global scale. Being able to purchase something from another country and knowing that you have the legal right to that property is always going to be important. And beyond that, even when there are beneficial interests, rights belonging to another person who is not the legal owner, it's equally important that if you are a bona fide purchaser for value without notice that you should not be affected by those rights. Essentially, the institution of trust ensures that buyers get certainty, while those with a beneficial interest in a certain piece of property are not left completely without recourse and can look to the law of equity to regain those rights or at least get compensation for the rights that have been lost. It's that balance between business interests and personal or interests of fairness that is hugely important and, as this case demonstrates, a good reason why we do have the system of trusts. Well, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the UK Law Weekly podcast. Remember to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It really helps other people to find it. Um, Also, you can check me out on Twitter. I'm at Marcus Cleaver and also on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Marcus Cleaver where you can find this podcast episode as well as some of the um, back catalogue as well. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope to catch up with you very soon. Bye!